For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, Benzinga Zinger Nation. Welcome, welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Yes, yes, Spencer is not here. This is Money Mitch here with you today. But of course, I got my guys here, the one and only Dennis Dick, and of course, our man, Joel Conan. What's going on, guys? How are we doing today? Uh, we're doing good. Doing good. You helped me fix my uh, my laptop. Uh, got a nice ride in on uh, the Peloton this morning because some people work out, Dennis. And uh, I'm fired hey, up. I'm that, to... I felt like that was a shot against me. <laughs> I, I, I sensed a shot right there. <laughs> I, I actually go for the odd run every once in a while, but I'm not I'm not in the shape that Joel Alcon is. We'll say yeah, that. He's 80 yeah. years old and he can run you know, you, and he can you got, uh, 25 you got a... miles on his Peloton. You're in a permanent fast market over there, Dennis. You're buying <laughs> properties. You got two kids. You're homeschooling. I, I give you a pass. What are we going to talk about today, Money Mitch? All right. Well, we got a lot of stories to talk about. We can talk a little bit about the Treasury Department, of course, talking about Bitcoin and transfers. We're going to talk some Tesla. Tesla talking about manufacturing hubs in Russia, China imposing further restrictions. Uh, we're also going to get into some uh, earnings. And of course, we had Foot Locker. Uh, we had applied materials that we can get into and some analyst ratings. And then at the end, I got some stocks that I got in. I went uh, had my shopping shoes on yesterday, Dennis. Ooh, so nice. We'll, we'll get to get into some yeah, stocks yeah, yeah. And, and definitely talk about some of the ones that I'm starting to take some dip in. So let's go I, ahead and let's get the show started. I think you got it. I think you got to start jumping into a few stocks. You got a lot of cash. It's time to nibble, but... Joel, mm -hmm. what's up? What's up? Seventeen fifty high, you know, higher. Uh, strong day yesterday. Never blinked. Uh, coming up near a, a very important area on the upside. We'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, current uh, price uh, seventy one seventy five. Uh, crude bouncing around in the lower sixty handle. Got a little double bottom under sixty two. Up a buck oh eight. Uh, gold trying to clear nineteen hundred, but down a buck eighty at eighteen eighty ten. Silver. 
That cannot stain the 28 handle. That's down 21 cents at 27.85 and a half. And Bitcoin shrugging off the treasury stuff up $940 at $41,260. These are the futures, and the futures are knocking on the door here of the high from yesterday. We'll see if we can get to that. Ethereum. Uh, that's down $75.25. That did make a new low for the move uh, yesterday, Dennis. So Ethereum. Yeah, no, but Joel, remember the 24-hour markets. That low was made from the prior. So you're looking at it on the 24-hour basis, but that was from the day before. It wasn't like a new low yesterday. Uh, That, That move was from the rollover. So they had the big fall overnight, and that was from... When we were talking, because you're looking at 24-hour markets, right? So it's different. But it's this- not. It's not showing up. I'm. I'm telling you, I was not down in my Ethereum ever. So I bought it yesterday. Was it yesterday morning? I'm losing track of days. Is it yesterday <laughs> morning that we went shopping, Mitch, or was yes. it the day before? Yes, yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. I think it was yesterday morning. It was the night before that we had. When we had the big fall, we fell to two thousand. We we never we only got down there once to the two thousand on Ethereum. It's like okay, Bitcoin then is the why is thing. my why? I don't know. Uh, that's messed up because it hit two thousand on Ethereum. So my, my trade that, station that chart completely messed up. Yeah, my, my trade I, station chart. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the <laughs> Ethereum I was watching, it did not get back down. I would have bought more. So there's no way it would hit the it hit the two thousand when Bitcoin hit thirty thousand. That same day, that same time. When we were doing pre-market prep two days ago, it was two shows ago. That same time, Ethereum hit two, just over two thousand, and Bitcoin obviously hit the thirty thousand. So well, somebody's saying it made didn't. It's not. It didn't make a new low yesterday. I'll tell you what. I, I like Ethereum over Bitcoin. A lot of people have been talking about this this conversation. Reason why I like Ethereum more is because every NFT or big NFT that I've been seeing is backed by what? It's not backed by the Bitcoin. It's backed by the Ethereum. And so that's why uh, one of the big reasons why I think you, you, you're going to see more investors start leaking into Ethereum and pulling out of Bitcoin. So, hey, we can see Ethereum keep making moves. Okay, I'm just I'm looking on the 19th, right at mm-hmm. uh, at 2100. This is so, the 21st, though. Right, so it's two days ago. Okay, which is correct. All right, then I don't know what that. All right, then maybe it's a bad tick. I, on I'm the just trade saying station. 1804, okay. 2200. I'm just saying it dipped close. Like it, that, that original move. You know what's wrong here, Joel? Is it hit two thousand on the nineteenth? I believe. Like somebody's even saying it got down to nineteen hundred. Eighteen oh four. James is saying. So something's messed up from the nineteenth chart because it might have got down to twenty two hundred, but it didn't make a new low. The new the the nineteenth it got down to two. It, I thought I saw two thousand. So the question. I think the bar chart on the nineteenth is wrong. It might have been right from yesterday for the twenty four hour markets, but I think the bar on the nineteenth isn't low enough because it made the low. When Bitcoin made the low. Is that correct, Chad? I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that bar, for whatever reason, it didn't grab. Oh, this is futures. This is Ethereum futures. Yes. Mm, well, are they 24 hour or what? Are they different? Like, how is it? Think, I've never I even traded Ethereum futures. I think that's uh, all messed up, man. Okay. I mean, it went, yeah, exactly. Big bill. It went below 2000 on the 19th. And that's showing like a low of like 2400 on the 19th. That chart's wrong. 
I'm showing so, even lower on Coinbase at 8 Yeah, 1790, Yeah, but this yeah, is because, the futures. This is the futures, buddy. This is different. Yeah. Well, it's different, different, you know. The futures are supposed to track it to a certain extent. It, it does. So. I don't know. I, 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 okay. I'll look Anyways, I guess its futures are better if it only goes down to 2400 when the other ones go to there's a premium. So there's I, a I'm premium. confused at what that's all about, but I'll tell you, it's misleading. Um, that chart because it made the low when Bitcoin made the low on the 19th. 1704. Nick is saying in the chat. 1790. We've all. The problem is it's trading all over the place, so it's hard. But in any regard here, that 19th chart's wrong. We're, the reason we're concerned about because we use these charts all the time. We want them to be right. Yeah, so, you know what, when I'll the charts are wrong, it. it's not good news. <laughs> so, okay, well, we're we'll, we'll have the to, problem solved. The, the, we'll the have to look the 19th, into the the, the future see if they they trade correctly there. Or anyway, at least three thousand have some less forget volatility. It, forget the high. Forget the low. Just you got to clear three thousand here. All right, guys, let's get into applied materials. I already saw someone mentioning it in the chat. They're like, let's get into our earnings. All right, so applied material reported second quarter beat with revenues up 41% on the year <laughs> to a record $5.58 billion, an adjusted EPS of 1.63 per share and up 83%. So definitely beat, beat. And one of the things that it did mention was a good guidance going into that Q3 so it looks like they're going to be ready for this uh, kind of chip shortage to take advantage. So Applied Materials gets a pop, then the drop, Joel. Look at that bar on the initial I see number. It. Crazy. It, they didn't know what they wanted to do with it. They bought it, then they dropped it, then they bought it, then they dropped it. Now they've come and bought it here again. I don't know. This chart, this is a tough one. Like I said, you know, sometimes the market will throw you a pitch up the middle. That's when you got to swing. When they throw you these curveballs or sliders, Mitch knows more about baseball than I do. Ooh, but ooh, I'll tell ooh. you, this ball is not easy to hit on applied materials. I'm out. I'm not swinging oh. at this pitch. This pitch is in the dirt. I'm not swinging at it. That's a, that's a glass now pitch. What, what if it's full count, Dennis? What if it's full count? Uh, anyways, uh, well, you got to just file it off then if it looks okay. like it's in the zone. Do you know that like 80% of uh, 3 2 pitches are filed off? Mm, mm, Did you know we, that? I yeah. That. Yeah, I got that stat from uh, uh, one of eh, whatever. Uh, Joel has a stat that I didn't <laughs> know about. I don't know where I got it from. Yeah, I just look, check it, it out. Head, check it that's out. Okay. <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true, but it's if true. you were looking for the May 7th high at 134.10, well, you got shut out because barely it just got to 133.90. So if I'm an AMAT shareholder, I want to knock out this seller at 132, right? And I don't know what he's doing there. And I want to get to 134 and I want to keep on going. If they, if they can't get this 132 seller over here, get them out of here, then maybe you'll get a chance to buy it at the top of yesterday's range at 130.67. All right. I, I mentioned with this one, keep your eyes on QCOM. I've definitely seen the, the semiconductors start coming back. You know, Dennis would mention AMD yesterday, so I won't go into that one. That chart looks great, but QCOM also looking good also. I'm starting to like that chart. Qualcomm. Um, I like the 125 level uh, right around here. It actually doesn't look bad. I don't mind Qualcomm here at all either, Mitch. Let's go Palo Alto because this is oh, really yes. moving yes. Um, cybersecurity this morning. Yes, so the cyber stock uh, security jumped nearly 6% in after hours, beating the street on top and bottom line. They reported earnings of $1.38 per share and topping analyst ex expectations of $1.28. The company posted $1.7 billion versus a compared of 1.6 billion expected growth tech is just and this is still growth tech i mean um you know it's a little more 
it, it's not as crazy growth as some, but it's still higher multiple growth tech stock. The stuff is hot. The stuff went, went hot five days ago. Now we talked about it a week ago. The turn it had started to turn, and now this stock, these stocks are moving. So you're seeing all tech when they're reporting. For, no, I shouldn't, shouldn't say all, but the majority of tech has been reporting here now. And applied materials is not growth tech, so don't confuse it. It's value tech. You know, applied materials PEs trading like ten. So a completely different animal than Palo Alto. But growth tech is back in favor right now. Mm-hmm. And they are buying dips and they are apparently just uh, holding up very well too. I mean, this is a big move here for Palo Alto. But you'd think, and it does come into some resistance. I never buy something up 20 points. But I'm not shorting it here either. If you, a week ago, I would have shorted this pop on Palo Alto. Not in this market because growth tech is starting to get hot here again. See how, how just one more point, just see how, you know, the overall sector sentiment sometimes matters even more so than the reports. You got to like with the way I, when I'm trading, people ask me all the time, you know, like different, you know, styles of trading. I kind of look at what's in favor is the sector the stock I'm trading. Is that sector in favor right now? Mm-hmm. Check. If it's not in favor, then I'm inclined to sell it. If it's in favor, then I'm inclined to buy it. But I'm still then I make the individual decision on the stock. But I start with the sector. And obviously, I'm you know, just saying tech in general, growth tech is back in favor. So that makes me more inclined. I would have bought dips on this. I'm always buying dips and selling reps. There's a, this is a rep. So I'm not, I'm not buying something up 21 points. But if it was to have dipped last night, I would have tried to have bought it. So mm-hmm. there's different times to you know, jump in and get you know, down and dirty. You're just buying every dip. You know, it doesn't always work. But if you can identify what's turn and the market's turn and it's back in favor, that's when, you know, you can, you know, have, you know, you're buying your dips and you're selling your rips. You're buying your dips on your stocks have turned into favor. You're selling your rips that you're in, on your stocks that are out of favor. This stock is in favor. So therefore, I'm not selling the rip. basic, basic, you know, algorithm in my head. Algo first, Dennis. First question I ask myself every morning is not what stock is going to move up, but what industry can move up yes. today? Yep. Sector. Look at what is hot, what is moving. Value is not. So why, just like we were saying a week and a half ago, value was a buy on dips. Growth was a sell on rips. We turned that. If you were listening to the show four days ago, we started saying growth is a buy on dips now and value is a sell on rips. And that's what we saw. You know, Kohl's, classic value stock yesterday. Hammered. You know why? Not so much that the earnings were bad. It's that it was as good as it gets. Home Depot, you know, hammered on good earnings. Value. And Home Depot is still value stock. You know, it's not trading with a multiple of 50 or 100. So it's funny. And it could turn again, folks. These things turn on a dime. But they tend to, you know, these trends tend to stick for a little bit. And we're like on day five now of the growth. So it's getting a little bit long in the tooth. They started talking about it on CNBC last night. And when CNBC Get starts talking about it, it means the masses are starting to catch on to it. It's like, oh, yeah, growth is getting hot again. Well, no, growth was getting hot four days ago. You guys just late to the party like you always are. So, I mean, you can see Kathy, you know, is, is trading up here and bumping up against the highs. Looks like ARC wants to go to 110. Great indicator for growth tech. So yes. identifying what is going, the sectors that are going to be hot and then like it's, it's the, you know, p- picking the sector for a top down approach and then finding, you know, those stocks within those sectors that you feel like aren't performing. That's all the relationship based stuff that I'm talking about. Uh we were talking – oh, we were talking Palo Alto Networks here, and it, this is a little bit diff, more difficult of a chart because um, you had such a pop, and it's also like a $370, $60 stock. But 365 right now, you, you know, you're 
363 and a half. Uh, you're hanging up there. I don't know what the bid offer is, but if you take out 365, and I'm just going to give you a, a level here because there's so many highs right here in this area, really from like 368 to 372. So if you're looking for more on the bone here and you get over 365, just look at all the four highs in this area. Take the lowest high and the highest high. Add them up, divide by two, and that be your number. Eyeballing it here to me, 370 would be a good target for this one. If you can't get out that, get through that 365, you start to roll over. Support, I have no idea trying to buy this. It looks like there were some pre-market buyers at 360, but don't quote me on that. All right. So, so up, up I have next. one more question just before we go on because yeah. the chat's getting confused because they're saying, oh, wait, you know, there's different stocks, different sectors, you know, some are value, some are growth. I just kind of start for if you're trying to just to figure out, you know, we've been in this value versus growth market for a while. Sometimes value versus growth doesn't matter at all, but it's mattered pretty much in the entire 2021. Value stocks have been more in favor than growth throughout 2021. And then you see different turns. But if you just want to quickly figure out if you're in a growth stock or a value stock, just look at, you know, market multiples. You know, S&P yep. is trading P. like 24 yep. or 25 times, you know, looking forward. You know, you can't look at backwards. People are saying, oh, it's trading 40 times. But 2020 earnings were depressed. We know that. You got to look on it a forward basis. What is it? 20, 23, 24. But just roughly, you know, you think about banks. They're trading with P's of 10. Those are value stocks. You're a lot of your retail, like Kohl's, for instance, you know, trading with PEs of 11, 12. Those are value stocks. So if your PEs sitting around 10, 12, 15, 20, they're more value stocks. If your PEs sitting around, you know, 80 or 100, or if, you know, you're looking just at, you know, price to sales because they don't have any earnings, those are gross stocks. So first things first, classify your stock. Is it value or is it growth? I don't care what sector it's in. Start with value or growth. Then, then take it down to sectors. Then take it down to individual stocks. Well, while, you know? while you're and, talking about that, I'll show it here on on um, Pro. Yeah, I was, just gonna, I was going to ask you, Mitch. I was going to ask you, or and you too, Dennis. Like, what would be the best? Right. No, I'm that. But Dennis, like you said, Arc. Is there like a, a value? Is there like a value ETF? There's, there's all kinds. A lot I of mean, them. There's too yeah, many you there, can right? look like VTV. Like, there's all kinds of value Great. ETFs that trade, and you can look I'm at just it trying from to, that. Yeah. Yeah, you're trying to get a feel from it too. But I see it just because I don't look at the individual ETFs so much. I'm just looking at my screens and I have my stocks. So I have like 200 S&P stocks on a quote watch. I literally just have the stock and what it's doing on the day. So I can see what is green and what is red. If I look this morning, just now this is the first time I'm doing it. It's always a good exercise. I look this morning, everything is green. This is an everything rally today. There's no separation, not value, not growth. Everything is green. You can also quickly just look SPY. DIA, DIA is a good indicator too. Diamonds are more value. There's a lot of stocks that are lower PE multiples in DIA. Tech is more growth. You know, that's an easy way. You can look, both are up 0.38% today. That is rare for 2021. It's rare that you see both the diamonds and the Qs up identical amounts. Usually Qs higher beta will be up a little bit more in normalized markets, but we've had this crazy 2021 where sometimes diamonds up and Qs are down. And that's just value versus growth. So DIA, if you just want to simplify it, DIA is a lot more value-oriented names. Qs are a lot more growth names. But when I look at my screen, everything is green today. There's very little red out there today. So I'm looking at 200 stocks. I might see a dozen that are in the red. So Dennis, is that, a lot that's, of on, green that's on your ready, right, that you're looking at right now? Yeah, on my ready. Okay, yeah, ready okay. Yeah, I people, think you... But you can create a quote watch in anything. Right, so. right. Um, Donkey Dave, Joel, are you guys saying that gross stocks have bottomed? I mean, that we're not 
we're, we're looking for rotations. We're looking mm-hmm. for turns. You can't, I mean, in general, you can't say all grow stocks at bottom. There's, no. there's, there's different sect that this is what Dennis is talking about. We're just saying there's a rotation going on. You know, yep. does it mean that all these grow stocks are just, they all bottom and they're all turning around. They're all going back up. No, but you know, you're talking about the semis, different mm-hmm. things. So that's, I, I can yeah. point out here. I have I have a chart that I use every morning to find these the strong sectors and industries. So right now, technology leading us right now, and of course, the industries, the highest industries: solar, electronic gaming, and multimedia, and semiconductors, equipment, and materials. So those are the top three in technology, and so that's what I use every morning. So this is why I'm looking at a lot of solar stocks today, gaming stocks, and uh, and also semiconductors. So anyways, that's, you know, just overall thought process, you know, and looking at it, Joel's absolutely right. You can't just say, we're not just coming in and saying, yeah, growth is bottom. This is the low of the year. And we're just going to go in. We're traders. You know, a lot of people and and some are long-term investors. Some people, some of you people are making three or four trades a year, but I think the majority of our listeners are probably making three or four trades a day or maybe more. So we're talking to like somewhat active traders, identifying rotation. This is what I do for a living. My Mm -hmm. bread and butter is trading you know i don't trade i don't pay the bills i have no other job so besides this which is still talking stock so it's all part of the same thing but i mean this is just looking at the markets we try to look at and we try to identify short-term rotations. so three four days if you've been buying growth on dips you probably been rewarded it can turn on a dime like joel was saying you know we, we could be talking growth could get hammered Maybe there's somebody that says something, you know, new news comes in. Maybe there's a growth stock that disappoints and it knocks all growth stocks down again. So right now, at this moment in time, growth is back in favor. So that makes me inclined to buy dip on gross and sell uh, uh, sell value on, on, on rallies. What about Rocket? Rocket, uh, that's, boy, oh that's, boy. That's its own stock. Rocket, you know, you would think it's a value name. It makes a lot of money, but for whatever reason, it kind of trades with the growth stocks too, but it's such a storied <gasps> stock as well. I am long Rocket, full disclosure. I bought some down here. Uh, I put it in the long-term retirement account. I put a half-size position because I'm not that confident in it. Um, and usually my half-size positions don't work out, so be careful on that. But I did buy some at 17 just because, wow. one, UWMC has shown some life here, and I feel like Rocket could eventually start to play catch up. And then two, I think that they could eventually do a dividend. You know, we've said it on the show that I think that they need to. You know, I think they they need to put in a regular dividend. Yeah, I think it. I think they can. So I'm hoping eventually they announce something like that, and then they'll see it as a value stock, and they'll see the stock start to come up. But that's just speculation. I know nothing. So Kramer mentioned it too. He mentioned it after we mentioned it. So I'm not sure if he's, you know, if, if they're just, you know, talking what we were talking or if, you know, he's thinking the same lines I am. <laughs> I think sometimes we just think a lot, you know, a lot of people just think the same. It's obvious. I'm like, you know, they had the special dividend once. I'm like, why not put a regular dividend in there? UWMC has it. And the, then you have that, some dividend that protection. Chart, that chart is looking. looking not bad. Fi- no, but it looks like the setup the there. Yeah. They got it. They got to They got to knock that at that uh, 865 seller out of there. Where we're yeah. trading. But, yeah, but you got this, what? it's been coming up and it's got some nice consolidation there. I actually like that UWMC chart. I'll give you some insight on here. So UWMC and FOA have a better forward PE going into the next two years than Rocket does. So that's Finance of America and United Mortgage competing against Rocket. You know, the only thing that's like, 
there's just two things, and I you got I'm sound like a broken record on on this. Uh, if it hasn't rallied in this interest rate environment, right? It's a it's a good point. I mean, good point. Good point. What if you know? I mean, who knows where rates are going, right? And who knows about inflation? But you're thinking, holy moly, you know, this is this is it. This is unless this is the I icing mean, on the cake, yeah, right? Like is this as good as it gets? Yeah. <laughs> I, and All I've right. had that thought process too, probably holding me out of the stock uh, for a while. Yeah. I just think it's gotten to a point where I feel like it's cheap. I feel like if it does come out and actually they put in a regular dividend, I think sure. the stock will pop significantly that day, like to the tune of like, boom, it's up 10, 12% one day just on the, on the headline. Maybe you should wait for that headline if you're really fast. And sometimes it can be fast. You can still make some money on those things off the headlines, but the algos are pretty quick. So I, I don't know. That's speculation. I don't know if that's going to happen. And it's not imminent at all. I just think if I was them sitting here and trying to figure out why in the hell my stock can't catch a bit, I know we we're obviously, you know, we've seen, you know, on Rocket on CNBC saying, you know, the stock's 22, 23, that they feel like the stock is cheap, you know, and they put out special dividend. I don't, did they ever do a buyback? I don't, I don't think they I don't did. Think so. they? I don't think so. I'll, I'll I, mention one here. Is though, it as good as it gets? Yeah, before today. you do that, I just want to I just want to comment on one uh, comment here in the chat. Yeah. And Pablo's complaining about the charts and old YouTube channels and pre-markets have powerful charting system. If you're here just for the charts, then you're probably watching the wrong channel here. We, we, we try and give you information on the market. We try and give you rotation. We try and give you... You know, the factors that are going to move the market. You can't just Mm -hmm. look at a chart, okay? Something you can look at a chart, you could have the greatest setup in the world. UWMC could be breaking out of, you know, above 865, and you come in the next day and it gets downgraded by Goldman Sachs. I mean, it's a lot of things to consider. Yeah, there's so many different things. Charts are a tool in your toolbox. One tool. Just one one tool, tool, Pablo. So if you're not happy with the charts, then. Well, he's not happy with the quality of the charts. So I I like the feedback. So we do appreciate that feedback. We can try to improve the quality of the charts because we want our charts to look good. No, they want like little moving indicators and moving averages. If it's a quality of the charts question, we we appreciate all feedback. So I don't think we should take offense to somebody that doesn't like the look of our charts. We appreciate that. We appreciate What I would say is also, I mean, most traders are going to use what's comfortable to them. As you can see, that's comfortable to Joel. And to me, I use different charts because it's comfortable to me. There you go. And so Fish. a lot 100%. of the times you got to use the platform that you feel comfortable on and feels gives you as an advantage. So that, that's why I use TC2000. Joel's using oh, old TC2000. You see, man. I use old. old that's been around one. so long. But anyways, <laughs> let's go. Back All right, to let's go ahead. Um, I want to get to Marcus. Marcus is here. So we're going to get to him oh, nice. really quickly. Um, I, I know that we're not going to have time probably after Marcus. So really quickly, Ford Locker earnings reported quarterly earnings of $1.96 per share beat the analyst's assessment right. of $1.09. The company uh, also reported uh, quarterly sales of $2.15 billion, which beat the analyst's assessment on the, of $1.88. And then we also have news from Home Depot of an after-hours uh, announcement of a new $20 billion uh, yeah. share repurchase. Yeah. And they also declared a first quarter cash dividend of $1.65 yesterday. So definitely keep your That's eyes nice. on that. Cruise stocks also moving on Carnival announcing Thursday that three of its brands will resume sailing in July. So keep your eyes on the cruises as we keep going into the summer months. All right, so, just wanted to run through that. Four right stocks That's okay. A couple thoughts. We'll just take them down. But one <laughs> thing, home, home Depot here. Um, if you're Careful. Home Depot, and you watch this is this is what I think happens in the management room. 
you blow away the numbers and they're like, why in the hell is our stock down on this? I think there's, you know, meetings behind this. Like, don't kid yourself. They watch their stock prices. And when you blow the numbers away, they're expecting it. Oh, our stock's going to go up to like, their stock's going to really fly off this report. And it goes down on the report. The management's pissed off at the, at the market's reaction. And I honestly think, because why, why come out with it now? Why didn't you come out with it when you had those good numbers? I think they come out with it a week later or three or four days after the report because they're ticked off that their stock went down. And they're like, okay, we're going to do something else to try to get our stock price back up. Timing, I honestly, timing, think, that timing. It, it, I honestly think that happens. So um, I think that they announced this stock buyback just because they were pissed off that the stock went down on the good numbers. They're obviously very comfortable. I mean, Home Depot's firing on all cylinders. We said this. I've said the reason I thought it was going to go down was the market's reaction because I think it's as good as it gets. I still think Home Depot is as good as it gets here. Actually, it's going to pop here this morning. It's up $3.55 with the buyback. That's good news. Let's see how it reacts to this. 320 is a big number for this. Can it get up through 320? I'm skeptical of the rally, though, still in Home Depot because I still think it's as good as it gets for Home Depot. Sorry, Home Depot management. Uh, two ta- 320, I mean, you're bumping up against that. Uh, that's yesterday's high. You got to take it out. So, of course, if it gets through 320, more on the upside. Uh, Mimi has a – Miss Mimi, uh, guys, I have a question. When I look at options that expire today and they are gray, I'm unable to buy. So who can buy mine that expired today? I don't know what platform you're on. Uh, somebody's coloring something on a platform. I don't know what that means. Yeah, either. that just be, but I it doesn't like Robin Hood. Specific to your platform. I think it's Robin Hood that won't let you buy options that expire on the day. I'm on not day, sure. Exactly. But I think that's a Oh, they don't? A, no, uh, certain, certain platforms will do that just because they kind of know the majority of those. I mean, you're, you're talking higher than probably 90% of the time uh, if you're buying the option the same day of. Right. I, I tell you, I can buy this. any option that is, I can buy options, yep. you know, like, like I said before, the option market closes at four o'clock, but I can exercise those options and this blows people away and they get pissed off when I say this, but I can exercise an option after, after the four o'clock, you know, so if the stock market, if the stock moves, this is just the ability of your broker. So if you've got, you know, if you want to do extra things, you, you, you got to pay for it. You know, if you've just got free brokerage, it, you're going to get, you know, not as good a service as you do at a full service brokerage. Since we're talking options, why not bring on the man right here, Marcus Highcutter? Oh, is he here? How okay, you doing? Great. What's going on? Hey, it's early. early today. Let me see. Did I unmute my mic? Yes, you can hear me. There you're you go. Today, there Marcus. you go. I like him early. I like him early. He's excited to get on with us. We love Marcus. <laughs> he always calms me down. Because his voice is so relaxing and he's very methodical with his trading approach here. We love you, Marcus. What's going on? Hey, you know what? It was a great week. As you said, it was a week to go shopping, especially when you're selling options. It is perfect when the markets are moving lower. So uh, that's where I loaded up this week. And all of these options expire today. Nice. Pretty much worthless. So uh, keeping all the premium. Yeah, I can quickly uh, run through the yeah, trades. Let's, let's uh, talk about what we did this week. And then, of course, we got to talk about rides, right? Ooh, it I came mean, back for you, too. <laughs> got to talk about this. Hold on. I just need to turn you up a little bit because there we go. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, just looking at uh, my account, let me just bring it up. So I still have a few options in there. A few I already bought back because there was only a penny left for keeping it on for a day. So uh, the activity this week. Uh, I mean, I'm up uh, like $2,700, uh, planning to go up to $3,000, $3,200 for the week. So um, it, it, it has been good because uh, one of the trades that I did, what I really liked is IWM. 
VTF mirroring the Russell 2000. Uh, when that kept moving lower here a couple of days ago, uh, I sold puts with a strike price of 210 because as we can see, there's solid support at, at 210. And I, I wouldn't mind owning the uh, IWM uh, at 210. For me, this is shopping at a discount. You, you said yeah. it earlier, right? I mean, buying the dip, yeah. kind of this, uh, what I'm trying to do here. So so puts there. So this obviously worked very well. Uh, also, uh, this week is the first week in forever that I was trading an airline because I thought, oh my gosh, these airlines with the pandemic, who knows when they're running out of money, if anybody is ever traveling again. But then I've heard that airports are crazy busy. So uh, this is when I, I saw uh, that Southwest Airlines was dipping lower. I sold a strike price of 56 because I got really nice premium there. And 56, I, I thought this was fairly safe. And if I get a sign, I'll be happy to own Southwest at 56. They seem to have their act together. I don't think that American Airlines has, but Southwest seems to do pretty well. United and Delta are doing well as well. Spirit Airlines, I'm not quite sure about this. Um, then uh, Play, Dave and Busters. Uh, this also looked really, really interesting. Super interesting here. Um, also dipped down as the, the market. Everybody was worrying about Bitcoin, 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 right? Bitcoin down, Ethereum down, and everybody was panicking. It seemed so, right? And inflation yeah. going up. So anyhow, markets were going down. Shopping spree. Why not? So I uh, sold the 39.50 here. This seems to expire worthless because uh, this morning we are trading at 41.80. So not a whole lot going on. PayPal. PayPal also was a good one. I like PayPal. Uh, PayPal really bounced back quickly, but uh, PayPal also had this. Uh, it was not even on earnings, but they had this this huge opening lower. Uh, this is where I, I sold the 220. So just looking at charts. I mean, you, you're so much smarter looking at all the fundamentals and what is behind there. I'm really just a, a technical guy. I'm looking for what, what support do I see? Let me just zoom out here a little bit so that we see it. I like to see what support do I see on a chart over the last six months. So this is what I'm looking for. I want to see a six-month support, and I want to see that a stock is pretty much in a range, as we see here. Snap has been in a range between, uh, what, around 48 and maybe 62. So these are the levels. And this is when, as soon as it starts moving towards the lower range, I like to buy. Uh, I like to sell puts there because, you know what? If I'm getting a sign and I can buy at the lower range, as long as the range is intact, I'm good. And you already see, I mean, the, the stocks here, it's pretty much IWM, Love, Play, Pay, uh, PayPal, Snap, uh, Las Vegas Sands. So it's not that I'm buying anything crazy, uh, but they're, they're mainly, I want to say, growth stocks here. But can you take a look at a stock for Duncan, Dave? He want, he's been asking this for a couple of days. Uh, yeah. Square. So Square. He wants oh, to do yeah, okay. a, a poor man's covered call. And I, I I think that's you buy 100 shares and you sell a call. I've been looking at this thing and, it, you know, I don't, if I bought it, I don't know if, where I would sell a call because if this thing is turning, I mean, I don't I don't know. Anyways, you just you do your analysis put, on the pretty square? much the same thing. He just so, the put, though. looking at this here. I mean, right yep. now, I would probably go for the uh, 190 put. Right. Because you see that we have been in a range here. And the range is anywhere between, uh, let's not be too generous here. I want to say 190 and 250. And this is where it's important. Do you want to own Square um, in, in the long run? If so, uh, I would sell a 190 put because I think this is a pretty good price to own Square, uh, get assigned at 190. 
uh, possibly seeing that it moves up, you know, even if it moves up only to 220, you'll be fine, right? I mean, you don't have to move all the way up to the upper range. Uh, you can just move up here somewhere in the middle and you'll be just good. You see, nobody ever got broke taking profits. Don't be too greedy. <laughs> I mean, what is uh, what is so you're not a big with fan a of buying the stock and selling all these animals that. getting slaughtered, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. So you're not a big fan of buying the stock and selling a call then. You'd rather back into the position. Your your style is to sell a put. That's the same thing the though. I think that yeah. what Marcus is doing thing? the exact same thing. You're just using less leverage. Yeah, I mean, remember you know, put call parity. Go to put call parity. Well, if you're well, buying the stock a and selling a covered call, a it's just like selling a put. Almost. You see, I could right now. Uh, you could buy Square for uh, what 205 as of yesterday. Sure. But when I'm selling a put at 190, first of all, yep. I'm collecting premium. Yep. So I'm collecting premium, and I can keep this premium no matter what. It doesn't matter whether I'm getting assigned or not. The premium is mine to keep. So this here is just an added bonus for buying the stock at a discount. So you got to set a price where you say, I would be okay owning this stock. And instead of buying it for 204 outright, see if you want to be more aggressive, you can sell a put at 200. You collect probably right now a lot of premium. Let's just take a look at this. Uh, if you're going out, uh, if you go to Square and uh, we're going out. Ah, oh, come on. Let me log in here quickly. Uh, and we are going out to, uh, let's just say next week. Uh, let's see where I'm at. Position, trade. There we go. Square. What? No symbols? No options are available? This is what happens when I have to sign out and sign back in. Sorry about that, Marcus. I didn't no, no worries. Uh, let me just, uh, I can bring it up here really quick. Like uh, the, the typical problem. Let me restart your computer. <laughs> so let's, uh, uh, let's just I, quickly restart. The worst that. does that right at the open. <laughs> one thing I, I, I can talk about while Marcus, while Marcus pulls this up is um, one of the things that I noticed there is a lot of times you like Marcus when you do these, that the stock is near the support, right? Not necessarily near that resistance. That's one of the things that I'd point out immediately. So when you see those multiple supports, kind of like we're seeing a lot of these growth names, this is kind of a, a good line in the sand to start taking this kind of approach, right? Uh, and you see, you're absolutely right, because this is what, what new traders, they, they usually buy the high, right? They see, oh, a stock is making a new all-time high. Let's buy this. You're, so you're buying at the upper range. And what happens, this is when you see typically a stock going back. I, I mean, uh, Dennis, you said it earlier. You bought Ethereum at 2000. Yeah. So real traders, uh, let me just sign in here. Real traders are buying when stocks are going down because this is when we can get them at a discount. Same for selling puts, right? I mean, selling puts, you get more premium when the market is going down. And I know that at first it is scary. Oh my gosh, I remember when I started trading and somebody told me, no, 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 you got to buy when the market is going down. And I said, are you kidding me? I want to go buy when the market is going up, right? So this is where, for me, it was important to learn how to read charts because I'm more of a technical trader. If I see that support held pretty well over the last six months, I think it's it's more likely uh, that it will hold. And again, I never know, right? I mean, support is there, meant to be broken, same as resistance. Geez, so Pete's Tastyworks is really super slow this Don't morning. Don't worry about it, Marcus. Marcus. Okay. Now, yeah, I just can... wanted to look at Square for you, but uh, sure. I mean, we, we got to talk about right. I mean, come on, right, right, right. <laughs> did, did you sell it? Did you get out of it? What? Because it had a six. We were looking at sixty percent rally in this thing. Did you get out? Is the question. We want to know what Marcus no, did with his rally. I, I right now boxed it in. So, uh, whoa, here's okay. what Tell happened. us what you did. Boxed it in. You did yeah, something. Here's what happened. You did uh, you something. That's good. 
originally I got assigned at 2150 and then I had to bring down my cost basis at uh, 1579. My break even is uh, somewhere around 1420. So that's where actually my break even is. It's a little bit lower, uh, but let's just uh, do there. So it started popping. Great. Let me just remove this. So it started popping. And as soon as it started popping, uh, I sold a 15 call. So this is here. Um, oops, there we go. A 15 call where I got some premium. So because I, I sold this as we were marching up, you know, I thought, hey, if we keep marching up, I'm happy to get out of this freaking thing here uh, for $15. Uh, so I would make on the stock a small loss, but I collected more premium. I said my break even is around 1420. That would be okay. Now, yesterday we start pulling back. Now, first of all, let's take a look at the pullback here. Uh, this morning, right now, it is at uh, 1919. I just want to zoom in because, again, as a technical trader, for me as a chartist, what I like to use is uh, charting tools. So here, for example, I'm looking at uh, just some uh, good old Fibonacci lines here. And uh, when I'm looking at the Fibonacci retracements here, I see, oh my gosh, uh, let me just zoom in here a little bit. Yeah, it is absolutely normal to expect after this 57% run up that we have a technical retracement. And again, of course, we can now argue fundamentally that is connected with Ford. They're bringing out the, the right. cheap truck for 40,000. They have 20,000 pre-orders. By the way, non-refundable, or no, refundable $100. It's like, okay, anyhow. So it is pre-orders and it is Ford, right? I mean, everybody loves a Ford. Uh, fleet managers used to have Ford forever. So why would they gamble on Lordstown here when they can get a Ford? Anyhow, so this is where I thought, okay, maybe, 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 maybe we are testing these lows again and we are going all the way down. Now on Monday, they're reporting earnings. My biggest concern about earnings was that they would say, you know what, guys, um, we're packing it in. Uh, we thought we could produce a truck and we can't. I mean, Tesla is way ahead. So this is, was my concern. That's obviously not going to happen because this Monday, a few days ago, uh, they basically said, you know what? We are having an open house in June where everybody can see and test drive the betas. So they're not packing it in. So what could they announce that is bad news? They could say, you know what? We need more money. Uh, we are running out of money. We're running out of cash. So this is what I believe could push uh, the stock down. That's why I uh, sold more of the seven puts because by doing so, if I'm getting assigned, it would lower my cost basis to around $12.35. So you did that, you sold more puts? Close to $12. Yeah, I, I, markets have a memory. This is one thing that I've learned over the years. Markets do have memory. And where prices were previously, this is where at least a short-term memory, prices might go back there. So, however, I also bought, I bought eight puts. So what does this mean? Why, why would I buy eight puts? Well, it means that on the way down, I would first have the right to sell um, the stock at this price and then I buy it back. So as it is going down right now, I would make money. Okay, so this looks like a horrible mess. Uh, let me just remove <laughs> you. Uh, 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 agenda show you. Uh, so I'd be like, out. <laughs> he says he's not smart, but he's way smarter than me on this. Guy. He got me lost on this one too. Okay. So, right, so my break even if I'm getting assigned at a seven put. So this here is the $7 level. There's the put. Uh, then I bought the $8 level. So if we're going down here on this little move, 
I make money and uh, I think I sold uh, 75 of these. So this would be like uh, $7,500 oh. that I make on this move down. Bringing down my uh, break even, uh, my cost basis actually to around 12 and then my break even, my break even is uh, like $1.20 lower. So my break even would be somewhere here. And this is where I think, okay, if they say we run out of cash, we need more cash, it'll drive prices down. But then, I mean, this is again my my hope, my thinking, my uh, outlook, and everybody has an outlook when trading, right? I mean, if you sure. wouldn't have an outlook, why would you trade? So this is my outlook here that uh, we have a chance to retest these highs that we just made uh, yesterday, no, two days ago of $11.50, and this is what I'm getting out. And I, I told you, I'm determined to get out of this trade with a profit. So I'll tell you what my goal is. My goal is uh, to make on this trade somewhere between uh, 10 and 20K. So we'll see, right? I mean, day of reckoning will be on Monday when they report earnings after the bell. We'll see what they say. Maybe they announce another major partnership. Maybe they announce that. I, so there's a lot of good news that they can say. And for me, honestly, uh, the, the bad news that they could say is we run out of money. We need more cash. And by the way, this is why I invite you to the factory. Why would you invite a ton of people to the factory to, to open your hands and say, give me some more money, right? I'm just thinking, just thinking, a speculation. Who knows? On Monday, we'll know more. Marcus, right. general question for you, um, just, you know, your style. At what point in time do you just say, I got this one wrong and I'm going to take the loss? Well, this, honestly, if they would say Cause, we're cause, packing cause, it in. No, I was just going to say, because this obviously has moved significantly against you and you're still trying You say, I'm determined to make money on this trade. And I'm just wondering if there's a point in time where you're like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. I'm not yeah. going to make money on this trade. I'm just going to eat the loss and move on. Is there a point in time that you would do that? Honestly, this is where I want to see what happens on Monday. Uh, so based on what they say on Monday, if there's some news that uh, that uh, make me believe that this could turn into another uh, workhorse or um, what is the other one? So you see workhorse after they lost the UPS, uh, USPS contract, right? They plummeted down and now they're just hovering there and they're going lower and lower. So, I mean, they're no longer massively dropping, but this right now is pretty much done. I think Nikolai is the other one and LA. Uh, I mean, they had this this massive drop and uh, they're just hovering around here, right? So there's not a whole lot going on there. So this is where I need to see really what happens on Monday. I always said, I want to wait until they report the next earnings. This is for me, the line in the sand of what happens here. So yeah, absolutely. If they uh, basically say, yeah, you know what? We will not produce trucks until 2020. And then honestly, we have the cyber truck, we have the Ford truck, we have the Rivian truck, we, we have so many other trucks. Honestly, if you're not producing this year, Lordstown, you're too late to the party. And then you're the new kid on the block. Who, who wants to gamble on the new kid on the block, right? If you can gamble on, or not gamble, but if you can buy from Tesla, from Ford, from, I don't know who else of the big car makers uh, will announce one. I mean, with the, uh, what is it? The Hummer truck is coming out. Isn't it also next year? So this is where it's just too much competition. So I, I can tell you exactly one, next week, so just one, one thing, again, just one thing. I yeah. mean, don't companies, you know, tend to, you know, sugarcoat things, right? I mean, I mean, if they really are like, go. I mean, they have to have full disclosure and everything. But like, I mean, you always, I think you always got to take what the companies, you know, say with a grain of salt. And oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. So, but anyways, just looking at this, uh, I'm, you know, we're in the Marcus camp on this one. I looked at this. <laughs> 670, 1165, right? You had a big move, 60% move. 
You got downgraded yesterday. You're at your 50% retracement. I want to see this whole 920 today, Marcus. And I want to see this turn. We're cheering for I you, might, man. Might, I might go in there and buy it at 920 to help the cause. But that's what I want to see, Marcus. I appreciate it. I want to see it. this hold. And we you can get it. going. 920, Marcus. <laughs> I'm channeling it. I'm channeling it to all the big We're cheering for you. Oh, yeah, you, guys. And you know what? Definitely. If this thing gets back to your break even, you get out of this thing with money, we're gonna have a party. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming down, man, to Texas, and we are party <laughs> like, like dogs. <laughs> I'm gonna actually fly over because I can't drive across all the right. border and fly over, and we're gonna. <laughs> we'll have a party. sneak you over, Dennis. The ride at Marcus's we're place. We'll go for a ride. Let's do this. <laughs> we'll go for a ride. All right, Let's Marcus. So ride. We'll definitely talk to you later. Definitely, guys, check out RockwellTrading.com, guys. Thanks, all Marcus. Right. You're great. All right, guys, let's go ahead and let's move forward. We got Jason Raznick almost on. We're going to bring him on with the Tesla talk. But before we get towards that, I wanted to mention some of the stocks that I've been starting to look at, dipping my toes in. And so there's two different areas, really, that I want to talk about today. I'll talk about some gaming plays. I'm really starting to think that Penn starts driving back up. Uh, Penn is starting to look good. Florida News came out yesterday, um, moving into that legal uh, DKNG had a good day yesterday, but yeah. I'm thinking Penn today um, can really start getting this move going. I've talked about Penn. I think it can get back above 100. Um, and so right here, multiple levels at that 76.27, it's going to be looking interesting. I, I Wait, bought question. it too. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm long it too. So I bought it. Uh, I bought it multiple times. I bought it about a week ago, and I bought more again two days ago. So I'm in. I'm full, full, full size position again in Penn, getting my shares back that I sold at like 105. Um, I somebody asked me why Penn and not DKNG, and I just answered Dave Portnoy. Well, Portnoy. So that, that's the only reason. 100 percent the reason. You know, um, I think I think Barstool Sports is still a big piece of this. It's still got the story of Barstool Sports. I don't think uh, Dave Portnoy is going away anytime soon. He's got such a huge following. I'm a fan, so um, that's why. And obviously, you know, we're not going to be right all the time. If this thing starts to cut down and make new lows again, it will be concerning. 73, um, maybe the line in the sand where I lighten up or get out of the position. I put this in the longer-term portfolio, though, and sometimes I'll hold those longer. See, I try to designate it ahead of time. I kind of designate it. Is this something that I'm planning on that I like, you know, the story short-term? I like the trade. Like when I put AMD in there, I was like, I put extra on for a trade, but I put some on because I want to hold some, too. So because you're never, you know, it's very hard. Again, I'm going to go back to, you know, longer term investing is very hard. Nobody knows anything. Every The story can change overnight, you know, um, and, and, and that's with everything from the macro theme to your individual company story to everything. So all it is is just, you know, speculative bets, you know, logical. You're, you're, you're doing your homework. You're trying to, you know, make small bets. That's why my long term portfolio stay diversified. I'll be right. I'm going to be wrong sometimes. Sometimes, you know, I'm holding some stocks way too long in the long term portfolio. My trading completely different. I clean out my portfolio every single day. Not lying. My bright trading, day trading account goes flat every single day at 10 a.m. Every single day it goes flat, 10 a.m. One one quick comment on Penn here, and I know I don't want to sound like a broken record. I don't spend much time in the car driving around, but every time I'm in the car, I hear an advertisement for DraftKings. How... You can, I don't know, bet a dollar, win a thousand dollars, and all these promotions and stuff. It seems, I mean, they're they're just begging people. There's just so much promotions and everything. It makes me think, you know, where are the customers? So I I don't know. I mean, you got a technical look at it. People are always going to continue to gamble. They're always going to refill the accounts. But every you know. 
Do you understand what I'm talking about, Mitch? Like, hundred percent. You know, no, I mean, I talk I about mean, it all the time. The promos, the promos, the promos. Oh my gosh! If you got to promote something and you got to give stuff away so much, and keep Dennis, you said this too before. If you got to keep having sales and promos and promos and discounts and everything, then you know, then what's that saying? You've said that in the past too. So well, people are always going to gamble. It's a different business though, Joel. I, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to take the other side of this. You know, when we talk like your bed, bath and beyond, it's a great argument. You got to send me 25% coupons to get me in the store. Your business model is not that great. You know, when I owned that Quiznos sub, we had to like coupon to get people in the stores because the bloody things were just too expensive. Terrible, terrible investment. The the one thing about sports betting is it's like, you've got to keep pounding that in. Like McDonald's has to keep advertising because you know what? I'm hungry for lunch. I hear a McDonald's commercial or I hear a commercial for something makes you think about it. And then you go there. So, I mean, they're, they're, they are competitive, so they've got to continue certain businesses that just need to advertise on a continuous basis. So they've got to be out there. It's not customer acquisition strategies, right? That's what it is. So it's a breaking news. I'm not concerned about that. The only, the only reason you know, that, you know, I am concerned about is these are higher valuation stocks are not cheap. These are growth names that aren't cheap. The reason I've bought Penn is because growth has started to turn. Sure. Is that going to be just a blip on the radar? Is Penn going to start breaking down again? It could. This, this this could happen, you know, and then maybe you've got to cut bait or you got to figure out why you were in the trade in the first place. But um, it's all again, as long as you're staying diversified and you're managing your positions appropriately, you can put any trade on. You can always put anything on, just have your exit strategy and know how you're going to exit out of it, the discipline, so that, you know, you don't let, you know, a a position significantly get against you. Unless, you know, you're a completely different style. I mean, some people have different styles, too. So my style is I try to, you know, minimize the damage when I'm wrong. All right. Uh, Breaking news on Triple BY. So Lisa tried to buy a (laughs) gift for somebody and she couldn't get a 20% coupon, right? So we did get a 10% coupon now. Now, if you want a 20% coupon, you gotta you gotta pay like a yearly subscription. Yeah, gotta be a member. Yeah, yeah. I just I, that's breaking news. So I just wanted to inform that. But uh we're keeping right. Raz in the wings here. I'm gonna bring them on right bring now. Two of the stocks that I was looking at was RSI, one GAN, and we know Jason knows a little bit about GAN, so let's bring him on with this. I also want to talk about Tesla, of course, with the Jason Raz, the one and only, but let's let's go ahead, Jason. What's going on? What do you think about GAN here? Good, mo- good morning, guys. Good morning. I, I don't know. I haven't really traded GAN in a while. What's what's it at? Is it over 15? It's looking, Same. It's, looking, 15. It's, it's 15 right there, yeah, just hanging I, on. I put a, I mean, I could show you my account. I sold this. Uh, this is one of the few that, like, I really got out a lot of it. I kept 200 shares just to keep it, but I had 2,000 shares, and I got most of those shares, like, literally 28, 28, 29 sold. Um, it was over a few-day time frame when they had, like, uh, a merger, a strong earnings. Do I think Gann can uh, rebound from here? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with Dennis and Mitch. I'm not taking the bearish view of Joel. Um, you giving you giving free accounts, giving a thousand dollars away. Once you get the people on your gambling app, the, the it's kind of sticky. So I joined um, a couple to test them out, and um, and I I lost money on each one. <laughs> and so I mean I the MGM one is one I lost the most on, and um, but it's high margins for them. So it's a high it's a cost to acquire is a lot. Penn pays a lot less money. They have a lot less take, but they they're profitable. DraftKings is not profitable at all, and um, 
Penn is. And Penn, what would you go with, Penn or DraftKings? Then you Penn. Go I I'd go, I would go with Penn. I'm in Penn. Um, I've sold some, but I, I've got. I'm I'm in Penn. I would go with Penn. Um, I also like Penn because it's the thing behind the thing a little bit. So, um, in, in essence, some of the licenses that DraftKings has in certain states, they're using Penn's licenses because Penn. See, the thing is, you guys know Caesars, you know MGM, but Penn has all these different brands across the country in different states. Those licenses allow you to open up a casino. So Penn is sometimes the thing behind the thing. DraftKings, I think, uses three of Penn's licenses. And, of course, um, you know, uh, Penn has Benzinga friend Dave Portnoy um, on their, on their um, you know, in their, in their roster. And, you know, like people get afraid. The stock, Penn stock sold off when Dave Portnoy had that uh, sex tape out. Too bad it was like at 98 and I bought it at 92 and it sold off and now it's 74. Um, I sold some of those shares that I bought then, but I agree with Dennis. It's getting to a point where there's probably some value here. Wait till some good numbers and more states open up. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys, um, you guys get it. Like, uh, hookah just made a good point. Online gambling does the same thing as credit card companies do to acquire you in the beginning with a sign up bonus. And at the end of the day, um, there's going to be gambling across the U.S. So who, so how, how do you want to participate in the growth of that? How do you want to, you know, so I like the thing behind the thing, and that's why I liked GAN. I still like GAN, okay? The problem is there was a, Penn bought out another online gaming software company, and there's like three that I know of that are good, that are independent right now, GAN and two others that are, are in play. My thesis for buying GAN was not just that the online gaming stuff's going to grow, I thought you're going to see each of these casinos vertically integrate and buy these vendors, these software vendors. And mm-hmm. so I, at this price where Penn is getting, where GAN is getting at, potentially a bid comes in. But that was my thesis. So when I see if GAN gets down to like 14, 13, I'll, you know, get in a big way or I need to see a little bit of strength. Um but like beyond, and we'll get to we'll get the USDC thing in a second. But to be honest, sometimes I don't have stock picks. So like today. I looked at Brent, you know, for if you're a Benzinga Pro member, you get this email and it gives you like five stocks. And one of them was talking about um, uh, MindMed because a play on the psychedelic space, Compass Pathways, moved higher Thursday following a tweet from the California Senate that legislation related to de- decriminalization of psychedelics was passed. And this is like this email that I look at. It gives me five stocks. I don't buy them all, but I put them on my watch list. Um, Brent just gives a couple different things that could be in play. And it's it's worked for me. Proof proof point. It was a, thir- a three uh, Q three earnings play because Palo Alto Networks had good earnings. And so when I don't find, like know stuff or I don't if I don't have a strong conviction, I look for ideas elsewhere. I listen to the show, and um, I used to be on a lot of margin. Now I'm you know a lot in cash. So I I'm looking for new plays. Um, but I do have a question. So Dennis, did you? Take my Voyager link and open up. Uh, no, your- and you know what Kramer was talking about it. He listened. To the, they listened to the show. They were talking about it two days ago on oh, on uh, with Faber about you know the six percent. Kramer's like yeah. Kramer's getting it too. He's like, I'm getting six percent of my money. He was saying oh, it with. I'm uh, getting I'm getting nine percent. Oh, so take- you're doing better. <laughs> you're so, so with uh, the I haven't done the, it yet. Now I wanted to ask you about this. So with uh, the volatility and the drop in Bitcoin, that that has nothing to do with your with your return and your investment, right? I mean, I think twenty percent of my portfolio or more is in USDC. It had nothing to do with it. Um, I can tell you, Benzinga's money 
um, is wait, how if Voyager going to pay nine percent with BTC in the gutter? It has nothing to do with it. This is what I'm nothing nothing to do with BTC being in the gutter. Um, yeah, nothing to do with it. So I mean, I can pull up my account. You'll see two thousand dollar deposits in my account. Like you know, so are they as are they insured? Like are these insured no. deposits? That's why it's higher because it's not insured deposits. It's actually there's another reason it's higher because in the stock market you can use margin and crypto it's different. And for the, uh, I got it explained to me finally. I really got it explained to me finally, but I, it's so hard for me to explain it. But they're definitely not insured. But but you look at the the counterparties that they're with, what the cash is on the books, right? Their circle or is in charge of it, and then you look at the company you're doing it with. So like, I bet you in the chat people are gonna say, oh, there's a twelve percent, Jason. There there is, but I did with Voyager because they have three or two hundred and fifty million cash on the balance sheet. And I did it with uh, BlockFi because they have a bunch of cash on the balance sheet. So I, I divided it there. And then, um, you know, and I get it. So when stuff's too good to be true, it usually is. So I'm not saying go put all your money in USDC. I didn't put all my money in it. I put about 20%. I've had it there for like five, four months now. Um, and I look at the counterparties and I talk to the CEOs of the companies. And I said, I'm putting my kids' college fund in there, you know, and like, um, yeah, there's a 12%. You can look at, uh, for Celsius, but I wouldn't do it. I think it's too risky. So 9% is where, and by the way, the 9% interest will go down. Like it will, okay. it will go down eventually. Um, okay. I, that's uh, what like, I was asking. I, like, well, they're I trying to get, them. they're trying to build right. up their balance sheets. That's what it sounds like. Obviously, you know, they're, they're, they want deposits on there. They want cash on there to strengthen their own the, yep. financial situation. As it strengthens, no. those interest rates will go down. But no, someone else is paying for it. Not 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 like so voyager is not paying for it it's 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 banks institutions who are paying to borrow to put margin on their positions in like an ethereum or whatever yeah. it is so it's not voyager paying for it voyager's getting paid like 12% to give out at 9% you know and i like i, I don't listen i don't totally get it guys i'm just 4 months i'm getting the cash i could sell the money today we got yeah. breaking news here. We got to interrupt you, uh, Jason. NVIDIA is announcing a fourth one stock split. Yep. NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Yeah. That, that just hit the tape here a minute ago. Sorry, Jason. It's no, a 25 no, box. No, breaking news. When we, get, when we get a headline like chart. that, we got to mention it. Yeah. That's a huge headline here. We've been talking um, about that. Why not? It, 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 right? it, they were, it was rumored. It was rumored for a long time. It was rumored six months ago. So today, announcing a fourth one stock split. Uh, pending approval on June the 3rd. So NVIDIA trading up 21 points here right now, getting the initial pop. So very interesting. Anyway, sorry, Jason, we'll bring it back to you. We just wanted to uh, mention that. No, it's, it's uh, look at that. Look at that. Is that a candle? No, it's not a candle. Right? It just hit uh, It just hit 610. I'm just trying to see, you know, we've had uh, a decline here. Uh, six, I mean, it blew through the 50%. Let's see the 610. Uh, next daily high. Ooh, there was a high at six oh nine eighty seven on May third. So let's get through that six ten and keep on going. Yeah, right, Nvidia, Jason. Sorry what about, about AMD and uh, Nvidia? I mean, Nvidia is in the hottest space right now. Chips, 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 chips. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Graphic cards. I mean, it's, CMG. It's th- this cool. is more of the. You won't see the sympathy growing really with the chips, but think about the split trade. This all of a sudden could, you know, yes. uh, it could could kick up the split trade. So think about those higher price ones, some stocks mm-hmm. that have been announced before. Um, you know, you're not seeing a sympathy move in an AMD, for instance, because this isn't fundamental news here. This is specific to the company, and so they're right. splitting the stock. So you know, think about that split trade that we were talking about before. 
um, you know, and obviously we go from there. Yeah. And so what are some other on your shopping list that have high prices that you think could split? Um, we know Berkshire's not going to split. I mean, we <laughs> talked to Amazon for a while. Um, Amazon was rumored there by Charles Gasparino um, about three weeks ago before the earnings report. Does this get people thinking about that again? I don't know. It, it, it's hard. Like, it, it's, it, There's not a lot of precedence here. We don't see a lot of splits. Uh, but you think about higher price stocks. Are people going to start talking? Is Amazon going to split now? Is Tesla going to split again? I mean, Tesla's probably not going to split no, again Tesla. because it's only $595 and they just split. So uh, highly unlikely. But Speaking could an Amazon split? It, it's it's possible. Who? Speaking of Tesla, did you guys know that you can win a one free share of Tesla? Get in the giveaway, guys. You guys will see it up in the top of the chat. It's pinned up there. Definitely join in on the giveaway. Let's talk a little bit about Tesla. Actually, China actually imposed further restrictions on, on Tesla, banning the electric vehicle maker's car inside government compounds. So definitely some fight back there um, in China. And also talk of Musk being in a uh in a kind of a conference with some younger children of Russia, a government sponsored event for students where he stated over time, we'll look for factories in other parts of the world, potentially Russia at some point. I said yesterday on the show, I thought I had room to 600. So you're, you look like you're going to get there today. Um, You're five bucks away. 600 is a big test for it. It's a nice bounce from 550 to six. I think it's going to slow down here a little bit at six though. But that's where it looks like it wants to go. Yeah, just for Tesla, uh, you're at Wednesday's high, 96 and a quarter. You did a little bit better in that, but that's still coming to play. 600 psychological, like Dennis said, six-day high, 606.46. Let's bring it back to Jason. Yeah. Um, Hi, Jason. I'm, I'm working on this interview with Elon. We'll see if it happens. Ooh. The work I'm getting, yeah, in person. Nice. Um, so hopefully like June 16th or something now. Um you know, so I'm working on that. You guys, hopefully, will you guys give us questions to ask? Um, th- there, there are definitely. I know why people, you know, are. I mean, they think Tesla's overvalued. There are definitely cars coming out in the electric world that are nice. There's a Mercedes coming out supposedly in 2022 that is ridiculous, um, just ridiculous. But Tesla is again like the thing behind the thing, and it's not limited by old old line costs these other companies are there they have the dealership model that's their their business and so um tesla has its unique direct to the customer model doesn't they rely on a ton of dealerships to get going and it has one of the best pipe if, if you d- forget everything else just look at the pipeline tesla has look at the pipeline the cyber truck the semi so those two truck those two things are gonna sell like crazy so the pipeline is strong. Then it is introducing, well, the Roadster, but that's not going to be a huge margin. Um, but the Model Y, Model 3, there'll be another Model Y type car. And the margins keep expanding. But forget all that. Let's just forget all that. They've been doing batteries now with Panasonic for seven, eight years. And now they've worked on their own battery plant here, which, where the battery's part of the car. It literally is part of the car. And so the margins of Tesla will have with how they've, optimized lithium and made made batteries they basically basically in the stock market use margin if you want to you know expand your money they've been able to extend um by using you know lithium and other solvents to make the batteries last longer so i just and and by the way they have so much cash in the balance sheet right now two years ago it was like is tesla going to survive is tesla going to survive you know they had a one billion they have like 14 billion in the balance sheet 
Then you talk about solar, and I know Mitch alluded to it. Yes, not solar, but the battery packs in, the, in your house that um, that you can't get any right now because it's still sold out. Um, to, to, you're going to be able to power your house through Tesla battery walls. So, yes, I'm still long Tesla. I definitely took some stuff off. And, uh, yeah, I'll mention it, Bill Big D. You can check out some of, you know, Benzinga Pro when I talk about this stuff. There's pro.benzinga.com, and the code is YouTube20. But I'm still a bull on Tesla. Like, I, I am. I, I I do get a little sometimes like that Mercedes thing that I saw. No one else had that. Um, and then look at the other part of it, the battery network. So I just drove to um, – I just drove to, where did I just drive to? Ohio. And my car, I had to stop, and there's the whole Tesla power, power, whatever, power battery, whatever you call that, you know, the where you get your charge. charge in 20, yeah, superchargers, where you get your charge in 20 minutes. And I used it to, like, there was no other places that had them. I'm not saying they can't. I'm not saying that the other cars can't. Raz? But What? You, you, you just cut out for a second. second. You're there. Oh, sorry. Okay, and then I got something else to tell you guys. I had my first time. This is the coolest thing ever. Scary, but cool. First time the Tesla took over when I was thought I was going to rear on the car in front of me, and I definitely got close, and I was definitely may have rear-ended the car. The Tesla... <laughs> The Tesla if anybody needs autonomous driving, it's Jason Ross. <laughs> but, but, but Dennis, I wasn't on autonomous. It was weird. Like I, I, the car in front of me suddenly stopped. I was applying the brake, but I guess not fast enough. It, sl- <laughs> it, 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 it slammed the brake on it, and it potentially saved me from rear-ending a car. Well, that for me is worth any sort of payment ever. I mean, Tesla's been doing this for years. They know they have real-life driving conditions. That like right there, I just saved a rear-ending a car, which would have cost me like five thousand dollars to fix. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you're talking about and then safety, I mean they're the number one. Um, I know Venub. Other cars may do it as well. I'm just telling you, Tesla's been good at it, and yeah, maybe there's some competition, but it's not. That's not the problem. That Tesla cares about that. Guys, Tesla open source its patents. They gave away their playbook. To how to make electric cars they gave away the, the the playbook they allowed other people to get involved with electric cars why do they do that because they want to see an electric future do they believe that if these other companies make these cars that they're going to go out of business no there's a reason why they do it. There, there's a method to the madness electric is still not a widely accepted thing when i talk to friends about it, like oh i'm never gonna get an electric car i'm gonna run out of battery i'm gonna run out of battery etc like and, and and that's just like ridiculous um, because you're not going to run out of battery. Um, Guys. You... What, Joel? What happened? Did you lose it, Joel? I mean, it's Joel losing us. Yeah, I think Joel is. <laughs> Joel's losing Joel's us hear, a little I bit. hear it's fine. Yeah, Joel's so. Figure it out. Um, yeah, and guys, listen. Don't Tesla, as Dennis said, like Penn National, Tesla has a real valuation. It's a high valuation considering where the numbers are. But you have to. So why do I think Tesla? Okay, let's go to that one. Let's go. Let's go to this one. So. Four, three years from now, where or two years from now, where's Tesla? App? Everyone thinks it's the the um, the taxi network and you're leasing your car out. I personally don't think it's that. I think Tesla becomes not just DTE and an energy company, but it becomes Geico. The Tesla is going to be direct insurance. They're going to get recurring fees on you using your car and gain insurance fees. Tesla is going to have a huge SaaS offering where you get monthly fees for insurance or annual fees. Tesla is going to become a full-blown insurance company because they're going to go direct with you. One of their competitors, Rivian, has already talked about that. They talked about it because they know Tesla is going to do it. 
and you could talk about the Tesla plaid being nuts or any of that kind of stuff being nuts. Forget that stuff. Look at the subscriptions. Look at the insurance. Look what they're doing. And then look what they're doing with the automated driving the, where you get to use, you know, um, the automated right now. It's a seventy five hundred dollar add on in two months. It's going to be a monthly subscription. The number of customers that are going to pay for that. It's the same thing when Adobe a long time ago, maybe six years ago, Adobe switched from buying software to being a SaaS company. The day they announced that the stock fell. OK. And now look at the stock because it went to a cheaper price per month and it's subscription only. You're going to see Tesla's revenue expand. I will pay for the automated driving if it's $100 a month versus $7,500 right now. And then you're going to have a lot more customers. So there's a lot of there's a lot of good tailwinds for Tesla, but it's not a stock that you just like no brainer get in, I guess. I mean, I, it, it's pri- it's priced for a lot of this stuff. So we'll exactly. see. I've been wrong about Tesla for a while. Obviously, you know, I was a fan. I thought Ford GM are going to play catch. They are doing that to a certain extent the last few months. But, you know, I have not been on the Tesla bandwagon for the last 400 or 500 points. So I'm not going to say I got it right, you know, saying it to sell it at 800 because I was selling it at 400. So, I mean, I've had it wrong for a while. and Jason's been right on it. So, you know, I think it's overvalued. I think it's still got a date with 400 eventually. But I do believe in everything that Jason's saying. There's a lot of revenue streams. Tesla's still top, top class. um, And they got a lot of different businesses that they're going to make. We didn't yeah. mention the semis and, too. Later, twenty twenty one. And I was selling some in seven. I was selling some in the sevens. I was selling some in the six. Um, I've lowered my position by probably about half or forty by thirty percent. Um, I do have friends that own a lot and have never sold a share, so it's kind of crazy. Love I to see it. Hold those friends are rich. Five forty. Five forty was that level. We leaned on that, and uh, really? uh, it just it, it it got down to five forty nine. It held that. That's just as long as that level holds. Man, oh man, it turn yeah. it up. You got to stay bullish as long as it holds and, 540. And then Vegas asked, do, I, do you guys like generic freestanding? So, so I own Gener- Generic. I bought it during her, like last year. I bought it in the beginning of Corona because I thought people who didn't want to go to the hospital would get one of these things. So I, I've i owned this. It's 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 been a stalemate. It's just been sitting at 294 range. It's up 40%, but I'm not selling it. it Dennis, those short-term tax gains that I had this year, which I didn't have any clue until a day before a tax check was sent, those are expensive, man. Oh, my gosh. Tax just killed me in 2020. It's like, killed you, think, me. you think you did well, and then you pay tax, and you're like, I didn't do that well. <laughs> oh, my God. It, 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 it killed me, man. I had no idea. Oh, I had no idea because I didn't send the accountant the correct brokerage statement. Like the new, And he's like, hey, he, he, like he's like a day before, or a fr- on Friday, he's like, Hey, you owe a lot of money, okay? A lot of money. <laughs> <A> horrible <laughs> feeling when you got to pay out all this money. On oh, tax my God. Day. Some people get money back on tax day. Oh, Not boy. Oh, Dennis, I, I, Dennis, I don't know Peter if you do this. Do you pay kind of quarterly taxes to kind of help you with this? Yeah, I got to pay quarterly taxes. You have to. Even when you're estimating it, you know, it still seems like I still get dinged at the end. I still have to pay more, but yeah, I do quarterly payments, and I have to pay IRS and I have to pay Canada. So, <laughs> but wait, why did why did Joel say you have to? You have to pay quarterlies? What are you talking about? I mean, it, it's not a must, but I think it's going to help you. Well, just I think it, it depends right? on your own personal tax situation. So, right? Uh, no, I, no, I mean, if you if you have, a, a, have a job where you get, you know. You know, you're uh, taking out your check, oh, but okay, if okay. you know, if you're an independent yeah, when you're contractor, you got to make or you're, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, it's always good to pay that. If you're making more money, then you got to send Uncle Sam more money. I mean, no, it, it all depends. It, unless, mean, unless, unless, unless you guys join me and I move to Puerto Rico because that check. Let's go. That, that's I've been six, waiting, Jason. That six digit check I had to send for taxes if I was in Puerto Rico because it was short term gains. So when I got really mad in the beginning of Corona, my, my account value lost like 40%. I'm like, you know what? BS. I'm going to focus on trading for three weeks. And I made some good money. And if I was in Puerto Rico, no short-term tax gains, and I would have kept that money. I could have taken that money, and we could have bought Teslas for. I guess we could have bought one Tesla, maybe or two. I hey, I won't be so, mad at you. I won't be mad yeah, at you. I'm ready you, to run you, it. you deserve because Mitch, guys. I don't know if you know this. Mitch had a root canal this week. Yeah, come man. on. Yeah, he had a root canal. This guy's tough, man. Yeah, he's we don't, tough. We don't stress it. I was day after. We get this going, right, Jason? Yeah, the, you the, did it the, the day the, of. The Benzinga house on the beach in Puerto Rico. Let's do that. That is something that we should do. Send I don't know me over. Way. I'm By ready. The way, if I, guys, if I wasn't married and had kids, I would have been in Puerto Rico three months ago. So that's my only. <laughs> there's no federal tax in Puerto Rico. Um, but they, um, may change, they may change it because, you know, Biden yeah. is going everywhere. Um, if you guys will go to Puerto Rico, email me at Power Hour. Okay, before I go, because I know I know Dennis the rap, the the rap. Rap. It's option right. expiration too. We're third Friday of the month, so we're gonna see some Dennis, Is it triple witching? <laughs> uh, it's not a triple yeah. witch here today because okay. we don't have the futures expiring. <laughs> I just, I just but we do you, have options expiration. I love when Joel talked about triple witching. I don't even know. The witch. I, the witch. The witch. Yeah, those are March, worse, June, man. September, and December. I don't even know what that means, you know, but it's you tell him, Joel, so he knows. Yeah, you do. I don't, Joel. He doesn't. It's actually quadruple witch now, but we don't count the. What's triple witching? I don't know. I'm serious. Tell him. Tell him right now. Tell everybody so they know what triple witching is. It's not today, though. Explain it. Explain it, Joel. Okay, it's when stock index futures expire. Indexes on stock index futures or options on stock index futures, stock options, and they throw in single stock futures, which no one trades. So we like to stick. Yeah, Yeah, that's the quad witch. But uh, old-fashioned guys, we just like to use the triple witch. All right, all right. right. Only four times a year. Okay, one last thing. Um, Send an email to E-Trade guys. Tell them you want Benzinga News. And then send an email to powerhour at benzinga.com with a screenshot, and we'll send you swag. We have a lot of swag. Dennis, Joel, if you don't have swag, we have a new Detroit Wall Street shirt. Yeah, I'm going to have Aaron Thomas send you an email. We have a like so you can get stuff in there. And I think for your kids, uh, Dennis, we have uh, small sizes too. So I'll I'll send you you a few things. It's just a pain in the ass to ship to Canada. Um, so <laughs> everything it, is right now especially with the lockdown <laughs> yeah so we, we have this detroit wall street shirt that's not on the store it should be it's pretty sweet um you know and so yeah so send an email to powerhourbenzinga.com where you send Woo! a screenshot to e-trade and tell e-trade <laughs> you want you, you want benzinga news attention chris larkin all right um you guys are the best we love you, and i sorry I didn't bring more crazy energy today. Sometimes I can come on good. crazy. It was good. You're always good, Ras. All right. We miss, we're, we miss Spencer. I wish we had a video of Spencer. We, we, should, we should put a I camera do. I got one. on Spencer's head. We need a cutout of him when he's not here, like a cutout. Dennis, but how funny it would be if we could put like a hidden camera on his head or follow him around in Nashville like and take like shots. <laughs> I don't like, think that's legal, though. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess it's in public, maybe. <laughs> you we know? have to disclose it to him. 
Oh, my God. Greg Gorell, email powerhour at Benzinga.com. Aaron Thomas, he doesn't send this stuff to you and track it by FedEx. I'll kill him. So if you guys are waiting on shirts and we said we're going to send it to you, let us know because don't be waiting anymore. That's not cool. I don't know if they sent it. I just – I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't do the sending. But Dennis, Joel, Mitch, you guys are the best. Good luck trading. And I hope your Penn National uh, trade, Dennis, is right. I, was I hope so, too, because I'm with you on it. <laughs> I, yeah. I might be early, but I'm in. I, I just got in this I'll week. I'll tell you I one, Jason. In. Jason, I'm in RSI. I got an RSI. RSI RSI index? That's what I kept thinking you were talking about. No, RSI, Rush Street Interactive. Oh, these names, man. I know that that one. It goes off the board sometimes. Yeah. I just got in that one yesterday. Loving it. Joel's mentioned the 13s, how important it is for us to get above that. Man, that one's going to be one to watch. RSI today, Rush Street Interactive. As you guys can see, super downtrend, (laughs) despacked. Despacked. I'm starting. To, I'm starting to get into the specs. We got to call to back in. Spac attack, guys. There is some specs that are trading below ten dollars. Okay, I, I was going through it yesterday. Them. Oh, a lot. A okay. ton. A ton. I'm probably hundred. Mitchell, no. I bet you there's a hundred well, of them. So, so if any are trading like at eight ninety, aren't you buying it, Dennis? No, like, because no. they have to be pre-merger. If they're yeah, post-merger, I'm saying pre-merger. Like Howard Lindzen's is at nine ninety one. It's not that below, but it was nine ninety one. Okay, most uh, of the ones that I'm looking, if you find one at eight ninety one, I'll buy. That's pre-merger, but most are like nine eighty, nine eighty five. Time value of money sitting in there, so they're saying, oh, they might just get their ten bucks back. So yeah. a lot of these are trading. I don't know a lot of them that are trading at eight eighty. So do I you want- know any Mitch that are eight eighty pre-merger? Oh, I probably not that, get that low. Bucks back. Not that low. Usually, usually nine eighties. The There's a lot of them. Nine seventy five. A few of them. I, I could call out one right now. I mean, this SPFR what? is right by 993. This is Velodyne that's, 3D. That's, but that's post-merger, Jaws. That's uh, got that, a deal on the table. No, no, yeah, I'm announcement, but not completed. Yeah, but once it has the deal completed, that's and, when and you I own that one, actually, SPFR. Yeah. But once it has the deal completed, you're not getting your 10 bucks back. Yes, so. TH. Can we get can we get this one to move? That's the what? real PSTH is like trading with a huge premium still. Huge, like that huge, Ackman huge. man, That's they give them the premium. They, none of them are trading with a premium. This one's still trading twenty five on the twenty. Holy, they get the premium. The premium it's crazy. There. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna miss the open. Holy cow! One last crazy thing to say. I gotta go. I gotta go, Mitch. Maybe we should give us. You're, you're giving a share of Tesla away, Mitch. Maybe mm-hmm. we give a Cybertruck away. Hey. Hey, guys! I, w- I want to give. I want like. to give away a cyber truck, but we ha- this has to have. We have to have a million subscribers on the channel and <laughs> alerts. Uh, I want to give away a cyber truck. I'm not. Oh, sure I'm ready for it. I mean, the, we're hitting the 100,000 with this goal, and the next goal will be one million. So we will be maybe a cyber truck. Up maybe a cyber one truck. million cyber truck. What are they supposed the to be world. out? What are they supposed to be out? Cyber trucks. Okay, I know what you're yeah. talking about. He used a pronoun, Mitch. When they, I thought he, I thought I know he's talking about even the million subscribers. I know what he meant, but now I know the cyber truck. When the does cyber it come truck. Out? I think Joel. By the end of this year, sir, I think at the end of 2021, come November, you're going to see some cyber trucks in the road. Elon Musk, I think, took it to Saturday Night Live, but you're, they're not out yet. I'm thinking by the end of the year, Joel. I mean, that's one of the things. One of my questions to Elon is the Tesla Model S, Model X. I know they changed the interior, but why not update the model a little bit on the outside, like just a little bit, so people? I don't know. I'm that's my one of my issues. So, um, all right, we'll definitely keep a watch on that. The are you getting also. a are you getting a cyber truck, Joel? 
I'll pass on that. Maybe I'll win. I'll get. I'll win the Benzinga one. But uh, no, I don't. I don't have any use for a truck. Maybe a Ford be, Lightning. Joel, Ford you, Lightning. Joel, since I can't swear, you'd be such a bad ass if you had a cyber truck going up to Ann Arbor for a Michigan game Saturday morning. Hey, Ooh. Joel, I just hung out with. Uh, I just hung out with Jim Harbaugh and his dad. I saw. I saw the pick uh, with Josh. Where? Uh, does he have a nephew or somebody? Where was that at? Because Josh nephew. was in his baseball a, a uniform, nephew, right? A nephew. He has a son, man. He has like, you know, the guy has a lot of kids, right? Come on. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we talked to him for a bit. And we talked to his dad for a bit. His dad said, Jack. yeah, Jack said that Michigan's for sure going to be better. Um, he's going to for sure be better this year, all this stuff. And yada yada yada. They're and talking then, about packing the big house. They're talking that, uh, if that's a good a, a test uh, of having a bunch of people together. That's what they're saying right now. Oh, they are. And then they they also mentioned Joel. Um, that Josh asked about the quarterback. Yeah, I, I know you didn't like his answer, but that's what he said. Yeah, I, I mentioned Live Nation for that reason. I think the concerts are coming back, the sporting events are coming back, and we're going to lift Ooh. restrictions by restrictions by restrictions. Uh, real quick before we wrap it up, uh, that NVIDIA, that did hit 610 right on the kisser. and that Wow. That that coincided with a daily high. So if you're looking for more on that, got to get that 610 seller out of there. Also, we uh, AMAT is on the fade a little bit. Just someone wanted to sell a lot of stock at 132. Maybe we'll see if they step down to 131. But that's it. We got a we covered everything. Got anything else for us, Mitch? No, I'm going to actually stick around because it looks like we don't have David Green here for the Open. I don't want to leave you guys without somebody towards the Open. I got another show to do in a little bit. Spac's Attack. We got an interview. Pixie's CEO is going to be actually on Spac's Attack. But I'm going to leave you guys at least until 10. I don't know if you want to stick around, Joel. You're more than welcome to nope, hang I'm, out with I'm, me. But nope, if anything, you can. Check out the Open here. All right. There you go. You. There you go. All right, guys. All right. So, so Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. What's going um, on, man? Do you need me to show you how to make money on a consistent daily basis? Well, I mean, I, I think that's why I build at Benzinga, but <laughs> no, let me but, know. How can I make some I, more money? But I'm saying trading. I mean, yeah. isn't it nice to uh, always? Isn't it, isn't it nice to print money? Definitely, definitely. That's without a doubt, man. So yeah. how, how can I do this? I mean, so it's you got to buy low and then sell high or short high. And then cover low. You know, you what sound I mean? like the cannabis stocks buy high and sell higher. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and so, you know, you, you got your Benzinga Pro here. No, that's not Benzinga Pro. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. That no. was terrible. It's on that my was... other screen. It's on my other screen here. Oh, Hold on. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I got I got multiple screens, man. Um, PYR. Wasn't the PIR CEO on the show two days ago? Yeah, PYR. he was. Yep. Hey, if you're new to this Benzinga uh, pre market prep, Give a give a like and subscribe. Give a like and subscribe. Make Mitch smile. M Mitch had a tough week. He had a root canal, and then um, he's lo he lost his pinky toe. Um, well, he didn't lose it. He just couldn't find it today. I don't know. Um, so and he has weird things in his ears. So give him a you like. You never give know. You never know. Yeah. So um, yeah, <laughs> let's get that cyber truck for the show. Let's get it Brenzinga wrapped. We'll give it away for free. We'll give it away. We'll do some sort of contest. A buy a cyber. This is Zinger Nation. We're here together. Tell your brokerage that you want Benzinga News. Send a screenshot to powerhour at benzinga.com. 
I want to see 50 emails in today. I want Aaron Thomas to be packing packages today for two hours. I want you guys to get swag. We have so much swag. When you send the screenshot, make it easy on us. Give your address and give your sizes. Like, give your size. So send the screenshot and then send to any brokerage that you want Benzinga News. Charles Schwab, let them know you want Benzinga Data and News. Send a screenshot to PowerHour at Benzinga.com. And we will send you stuff today. Today is the sending out day. And we, we're only going to send as we have supplies last. We have probably about 45 more items in the in the office. So thank you, Easy. Um, we, we, yeah, that's Benzinga. Right, we're, we're in Benzinga Pro right now, mister. Yep. Um, uh, I'm gonna... And then uh, one, la one last thing then. Yes, he, he has good vibes, Mitch. Yes, Jake Mayer, I agree. Okay, go ahead, Mitch. Sorry. No, definitely, guys. One thing I want to mention, guys, if you guys want me to stick around, I got to hit the like goal, guys. We're not even at 500 likes. We need to get to 500 likes if you guys want me sticking around past the bell. So let's go ahead and smash that like button. Let's get it up there. I'm going to start running through some gappers, some stocks that I'm going to be watching to trade today. I can also talk about some stocks that I got in yesterday, and, and we could talk about my position. I can even give my average cost. I'm not really afraid of ever doing that for us. Um, and then we'll definitely start rolling through some of these trades here i'm gonna go ahead and watch out right at the open guys if you guys have anything you guys want me to take a look at put it up in the chat hit the like hit the like you guys know it that's what we're gonna do today i'm gonna turn it up let's drink a little bit of coffee and let's get this party started turn it up turn let's it up do it. let's turn do it. it let's turn up. up let's turn up all the way up all the way up that one rap song you gotta go all the way up that's my rapping like, yeah, like like I say on Spax Attack, we, we we ain't stopping, guys. We're gonna keep moving our way up. We're gonna keep moving. We're gonna keep moving, guys. Definitely smash the like button. If there's any stock you want me to take a look at, please let me know in the chat. I'm gonna start rolling through here some of the gappers list, see what we got on here. But definitely, guys, uh, some of the ones that I want to watch out for today is Solar, Solar JKS Run. SOL are on my list there, guys. Um, EV, I'm going to be looking at XPEV, LI, NIO. So definitely check those out. Let's go ahead and let's see what's on the gappers list right here. Um, what's standing out to me? Oatly Group, a brand new IPO that just came out. I don't know if you've tried this milk, Jason Raz. I've tried... I tried uh, the chocolate milk from Oatly, and, and I didn't. I didn't mind the chocolate milk, but this is a brand new IPO, OTLA. Let's see how it trades today. It did go up yesterday, so we'll, we'll see how this one continues continues to trade hey, today. Hey, is solar still popping? Uh, Green yes. positive says oil's popping. I don't know. Oil pop. All right, let's take a look. Uh, so one one of the uh, ways that I look at oil, I look at for the daily trade. I look for a leverage ETF. I, I have not drinking oil. I have not drinking oil. Um, okay, gosh. So we're up three point seven three in the more uh, here on the morning trade here. So on three point seven three percent. Is that what that is? That's a triple yep. leverage. Yep, this is a triple leverage. So oil looks like it's bouncing back today. I was actually looking for it to see if oil was going to continue on the downside with the market because usually when we get oil to wash out, we've gotten a lot of kind of a, a negative spy reaction. But today it looks like oil is coming back. And right. I think oil is going to keep driving up. One of the things that's been mentioned is the demand is coming back, right? And I, I don't know about you, Jason, but I think Eventually, we're going to be right back at at using, let's say, uh, the normal amount of oil that we were using pre-pandemic. And so a lot of people are looking for oil to continue to drive. Yeah, we look we look up ABNB right now. Uh, mm -hmm. well, uh, someone here, uh, Pascal, says, is it moving? I don't even know what it is. 
Uh, this uh, one's this one's testing the lows, testing the lows, testing the IPOs lows. But yeah, Daniel, we- son, we're live every day, all day. Come on, you want stocks? Come to Benzinga Pro. You can see us in the chat. You can see us here all day. Yeah, on the YouTube. All like, day. subscribe. All every day. Every day. day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It. Okay, so it. so this Airbnb is testing the lows. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it's it, it's room. It's time to make a buy on this thing. People are traveling. They're moving around. They're going places. But I don't know. It's, Quick turnaround there. One thing I would mention about Airbnb, I like the strategy that Gil Morales does for pre-market prep. He always talks about for these IPOs, look for an undercut under the, the low and then a rip back up. So that's what I would look for, Jason, in this one. Maybe a daily cut of this low, um, kind of north, near this 126 area. And then we could see it come ramp, ramping back up through the 140s. 140 is definitely an area of resistance. Kind of see if we can get through that level today. All right, so another one that's on my list today, guys. SOL did not run with solar yesterday, so I'm looking to see if this one's going to start running today. Um, if we take a look at a five-minute, we could see yesterday it went up, it went up. It was looking like it was uptrending, and then it went straight down, even though solar went up. So I'm trying to see if this one starts ripping today through $8. This is SOL here, guys. Definitely keep that one on your radar for solar. Another one we could take a look at, and, and we can take a, a, a quicker look here. I'm trying to see run through the gappers list here for you guys. If you guys have anyone that stands out for you and you guys want me to take a look, put it up in the chat. There's a lot of, of stocks moving there. Uh, open, I'm actually in right now. Guys, I have a 15 entry on that. Um, so I'll keep my eyes on you, open you, towards Mitch, the bell. Mitchell, car rentals uh, mentioned 100 AWD. Car rentals are so expensive these days. So I don't know if car. Hertz is still in play. I know they came out. Avis. And, yeah, Avis, 83. I mean, these, these are one that you may want to take a long-term bid in because these are moving up. They are moving and, um, you know, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to get stuff, uh, get rentals. They're so expensive these days. I'll tell you a couple of guys that I, I, I got into yesterday. I got into Max R in the space industry. I'm looking to see if this one starts ripping back up towards 30 today. This is Max R. This is a satellite company. I, I think this is this is my favorite space stock um, compared to, let's say, SPCE that had also a push up. I saw it up in pre-market. Let's see how it's doing right now. SPCE, Virgin Galactic. It is up today about almost 5%, guys. UBS upgraded the stock from a neutral to a buy. So keep your eyes on this one, SPCE. As you guys see, a lot of volume traded yesterday. I think it needs to hold kind of that low of 1870s yesterday, but we'll take a look to see if this one gets moving towards the bell. Mitchell, Mitchell, you know, um, I'm in Caesars and Wynn, CZR and WYNN. Oh, I like that. I like those plays. At the end of the day, one of the things I'm looking to see is if if kind of Vegas is going to really come back roaring, right? Uh, what What do you think, Jason? Do you think uh, Las Vegas is going to come back roaring in the short term for sure? Like in the next six months? Yes. I don't know two years from now, but right now um, I'm a buyer of when. What about what? Give me a CZR chart. CZR, I got you. That that that's looking good right off of a bottom there. CZR is actually more of a a higher uptrending stock here. Yeah, so, you so kind I, of bought, draw, I, I bought I bought CZR about eighty four. This is what I like. As long as it keeps kind of this uptrend, it's it's looking great. It's just on a nice linear path and and continuing up. The biggest thing you don't want to see is kind of like what happened in DKNG where it cracked that trend. It was doing this kind of trend here 
all the way up from the bottom. You see kind of all upwards, the way up. upwards, upwards, and then it cracked that trend. That's what you don't want to see in CZR. But right now, it's still uptrending, so good name there. IGT, IGT, IGT. IGT is one I actually talked about on Money Mitch two days ago, Thank guys. Thank you. IGT is one of mine. Thank you. I actually talked about this one, Jason. I, yeah, I looked you, at this You one. talk, but you don't trade. What do you want me to tell you? Well, well I, I mean, I get into other ones, man. I got to give them the names. And one of the things I don't like to do sometimes is focus on I, I my you. risk and try to give the reward to the viewers. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. I'm just that, kidding. I'm not even in IGT. I was just saying that. Was oh, I like IGT. I, I actually I. called this one out when it started breaking out here at the 21, and it's continued up there to the 24. So this one's an international gaming technology lottery play, but moving into the sports betting and also in gaming. So keep your eyes on this one. IGT, this international gaming technology. They did get a recent sports platform agreed upon on in for Arizona. So that's another thing that I can bring up for IGT here. Um, let's take a look here at the indexes because this is what I like using, guys. So right now, I can tell you right off the top, utilities is actually leading from the open. And which one's leading from the open? It would be regulated water. So you can start looking at maybe some uh, infrastructure plays to see how they're moving today. Um, I, I kind of forget the water plays. I, I got to look some up here. But definitely, you, get, you can see there utilities is pushing back up. Healthcare is pushing up today and, and leading we would have, let, let me see here, we got healthcare plans. So maybe uh, hum, uh, hum, Humana, H-U-M, look at that moving up today. Definitely H-U-M, you can take a look at. Industrials also moving up today. Looks like aerospace and defense leading, shipping ports also up, making a nice move up. So take a look at that. What is lagging right now is technology, guys. Technology is lagging. We could be seeing a maybe a daily pullback in technology because we ripped up so fast yesterday. So take a look at that. You might be seeing some pullbacks in tech early, but look to see if that trend changes closer towards 10 a.m. That's usually when I see the hourly charts change. And so one of the things that we did see today is NVIDIA with that news, right? Let's take a look how NVIDIA is trading right now. On the one minute, this one just held the VWAP. Just did what I like is, is called the, the red to green open move. And so the red to green open move usually tries a support right at the open. And that's exactly what you got here. It broke that support. Def, definitely started making kind of more of this bottom look here at 602. And now what we want to see is can it come back down towards this VWAP line? This is the, the yellow line here. VWAP stands for volume weighted average price. And so I would look for it to come back closer towards the 605. And that's kind of like an entry that I would look for. I would look for it somewhere in here and then look for a risk down towards the support. And the reward will be back up towards that high here. Tune here, hit the like, subscribe, and, and send Mitch a dollar. Okay? Give him some Google. A dollar. A dollar. Send him a dollar. Uh, super chats. And whatever you guys send in the next 15 minutes, the super chats goes directly to Mitch. Okay? If you dun, do dun, super dun. chats, directly to Mitch. Mitch, let's see if they give you any super chats. And if they do, it goes directly to you, 100%. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.